Welcome to New Jump City, everybody. Uh, I am your host, Christian Espinall. Welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, right beside me, as usual, is my beautiful co-host, Joshua Cole. What's up, everybody? Yeah, yeah. Uh, across from us, as usual, is our wonderful producer, Brian Bose. Hey. Hey. Oh, feels so good to be back. I'm so excited for today's show. We have a lot of shit to, co- to cover. Uh, but before that, let's get into plurgs real quick. Um, you can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Joshua Cole, where can they find you, bro? On Instagram at JDC. O-L-E underscore three seven. I think you got it. <laughs> uh, and uh, Brian, Brian Boss is still on uh, hiatus from the social media. You'll never find me. We'll find you eventually. Piece of shit. You think you can hide from me? <laughs> Uh, you're going to find him eventually at Saucy Brian Bossy when we make him do it again. <laughs> um, follow the show also. We have an Instagram as well as a Twitter, both at New Jump City. Uh, find us on that. Uh, you, we also have a YouTube channel. Google us or something. Find us on that. Uh, we are on Spotify now. Uh, subscribe to us on that. You have no excuses anymore at this point, you guys. YouTube also, right? Yeah. I mentioned YouTube. Oh. Uh, if you guys love the show, uh, leave us a review on iTunes. That would be super helpful. That would be uh, the best way to support us. Uh, we need them. We need them likes. We need them five stars in order to get all the way up on the algorithm of the games and hobbies section. How hard could it be to conquer the games and hobbies section? Yeah, five stars. PLZ. Yeah, PLZ. That's, that's short for please. Yeah, we're trying to appeal to you millennials. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm a millennial too, guys. It's fine. I did my research. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that's all we got to plug. Uh, th- as usual, uh, spoiler alert ahead. Uh, and with that being said, Brian Boss, randomize V. Oh, it's called partner, but it should be called gangster time. My hero. Oh! <laughs> Did you guys rig this? I hate this. <laughs> you guys rigged this. You saw it. <laughs> If he didn't see, I literally got done typing it, and then he said, I think it's going to be my hero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like, you Christian fucking... owes me $100,000. Uh, that's why I'm freaking out like that. That's all the money I have. $100,000? Yeah. I just inherited that from my dead grandma. We make big boy bets over here. Uh, <laughs> and I won. I'll get it back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll get it back. Uh, all right. So, My Hero Academia, Chapter 238, Liberation. Um, we uh we pick up where we last left off. Shigaraki is just destroying the hands on his body now, calling them all unnecessary. Yeah, I guess he's over it or whatever. Yeah, he's just like, I'm done with this cool ass motif of mine. <laughs> I'm just gonna be wearing these raggedy clothes for the rest of my day. Yeah, that's my thing. And that's gonna be... get a new fucking costume. Yeah, I'm gonna. Jeez, he's raggedy. Get some lotion, dude. You're fucking dry as shit. Yeah, he's <laughs> he looks so bummy. That's not. I don't. I'm not digging this swag. I mean, right you know, he's currently he's been homeless for the last like three months or something so yeah it's he didn't have to be but i mean you know if he my choice if he wins this he gets a home with with uh, dr eggman so he has god chance. i hope <laughs> uh, but anyway redestro's in the middle of just using his stress 100 percent, and uh that uh that shigaraki doesn't even give a shit he just like goes head first and just destroys it with his bare hands because of his destroying quirk Meanwhile, Gigantamachi is just still killing people left and right. Uh, Dobby seems to be having a hard time with this ice guy. Uh, and then we get a full-page spread of Shigaraki like, I don't even give a shit. I fucking rule now, bro. 
I thought this was like uh, the the black stuff in his back is just him absorbing all the stress, but I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. It's no. His, it's his raggedy cloak. Yeah, it's literally <laughs> just his clothes looking so dirty and Yeah, he's barefoot too. Didn't he have shoes? Dog, he's full bum hold. I don't like I don't, <laughs> I don't even have words to uh, explain how, how trash he looks. Yeah. I get it, he's a bad guy and he's dirty. <laughs> he's pretty dirty. <laughs> All right. Let's get uh, this guy some fucking yeah. sandals. Uh Redestro is is just shocked that this even happened right now. He's like, fuck. <laughs> Didn't you neutralize my 100% stress? Oh, man. Well, I'm going to have to do the very next best thing. And amid flashbacks uh, he's be, of him being chosen as uh, Destro's uh, successor, he, uh, he, he unleashes his det- Detnorat's patented burden-amplifying steel pressure, pressure mechanism. Yeah, so check it out, right? I thought this was like a robotic suit to just boost his power, like, you know, just do robot stuff yeah right but <laughs> it's a machine to make him feel more pain so that he can <laughs> therefore get stronger yeah i mean it's a little over the top bro a yeah. whole iron man suit meant to harass you and annoy yeah. you and really cause you stress uh it, well it causes him to get 50 percent stronger yeah he's a hundred he's at 150 percent strength now and shigaraki's just like yeah <laughs> okay all right, that's nice. <laughs> Meanwhile, the rest of the League of Villains are uh, like uh, contemplating their way out because uh, they're pretty much surrounded on all fronts by shit. You know, Giganto Machia, other villains, you know, Redestro himself. Yeah, it's uh, a total shit show right yeah. now. Uh, Mr. Compress is calling uh, Dr. Eggman, Mr. Dharma guy, and um, he uh, he's asking him to teleport them back. And <laughs> this guy is just like, fuck out of here. You're trying to kill my little Johnny? Johnny's the fucking Nomu, what he calls the Nomu that teleports them. Oh, yeah. He's like, he gets tonsillitis every time he has to warp you guys. <laughs> yeah, which is Meanwhile, I'm weird. thinking, what? <laughs> <laughs> is he just, is he messing with him right yeah. now? I know that, it's like, real? there's always a strange caveat with every quirk, but getting tonsillitis every time you travel. Isn't he a test someone? tube monster? I guess, yeah. <laughs> where, where did you, uh, where, where, does where he was get the empathy from? at that point when you decided, yeah. yo, anyway? I mean, you know, he hasn't used it enough times yet. He's, you know, little Johnny, it's his time for his bedtime, you know? Uh, meanwhile, Ice he Dude. Done they should, basically. Yeah, Ice Dude <laughs> is just launching himself towards Giganto Machia because uh, Redestro in a flashback is just like, yo, you my mans. You're the real one over here. We really need you here. You're the man. We need you to be point man on everything. Your skills are very necessary. Yeah. And uh, th- th- that was enough praise for him to pretty much sacrifice his entire being <laughs> in, in the name of Redestro. And uh, he seems to be holding him back for a second. And Giganto Macha just bitch slaps him away. Uh, I guess Spinner's still running. I don't know. Mm, yeah. Who, who's driving this car? The the Oh, uh, Trumpet guy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I guess Spinner's on his way as well. Uh, meanwhile, back at the battle, uh, Redestro is just like, not suppression, but liberation. This guy is totally free. You know, he noticed that Shigaraki is pretty much uninhibited by everything now. Uh, and uh, they, they do their final clash thingy. And uh, that's where that chapter ends. Yeah, with Gigantomaki in the distance. By the way, uh, BT Dubs. <laughs> um, he, say, <laughs> he said master successor after he busted out all of that ice with uh, relative ease. Yeah. And um, he like stops. Oh, yeah, that. he did stop. I didn't even see that. I thought it was still going. He's yeah. like, oh, it was like he realized. Like, He's witnessing 
the this is the moment where Shigaraki earns the respect. Who would have knew that uh, Gigantomachia was a tsundere? <laughs> <laughs> he's not a tsundere. How does he, this make him a bro, tsundere? Bro, come on. Because he's like, I can't believe you said that. No, not yet. Let his inner feelings out. Well, we'll see. He's if he ever goes. bad, tough guy. If the first thing he got, says is, when he goes up to him is like, you baka. <laughs> <laughs> That's, Watch. Yeah. So I mean, he, you know, I'm not denying it yet, but he has done nothing baka-ish yet. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was my hair academia. Uh cool chapter in there i guess the next chapter has got to be the end of it all right this all right. is it let's see if i'm on a roll i'm gonna call out the next american comic all right see brian boss right. uh call it out uh i bet you um, ten thousand more dollars yep double or nothing <laughs> double or nothing mm, house of x all right brian boss did you see it you piece of shit <laughs> no <I didn't>. christian <laughs> do you do you want to guess too i'll, I'll guess fuck it yeah uh, come on i'll throw it in for uh batman Oh, you both are wrong. <laughs> Yo, you punched a gorilla's head off. <laughs> Wait, I lost my list. <laughs> Justice League. Yeah. Oh, man. My heart actually said absolute carnage, but my heart would have been wrong as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, Justice League uh, number 29. Uh, this is a big-ass Starro issue. This is also... A massive catch-up issue for anybody who has not been reading this series up to this point. I guess. Yeah, there's like a lot of just information we already knew, so I imagine this. Yeah, rehashing. Yeah, yeah, right. It was. But uh, the first few pages of this is uh, Starro's origin. Um, you know, if you don't know who Starro is, he's basically a giant alien conqueror in the shape of a starfish. Uh, the Justice League's first enemy. Yeah. Or something like. Right? Yeah, but like Justice League number one. Is that what they jacking? Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, they explained that uh, during the uh, the Dark Knight's Metal story, uh, he he joined up with the Dark Universe people to uh, take over the world. But that he, sh- he uh, after that story, he was defeated and he was recruited by Brainiac to save all the people and uh, no justice. And he sacrificed his life. And then he became Jaro, the tiny little version of himself, who was adopted by... Uh, by Batman, Batman. <laughs> who he calls Batman. He calls Batman dad and all that. Um, and what he's doing now no cap. as a member of the Justice League and as the unofficial new Robin, he's, he's dressed up in a full Robin costume and has gone to. F- he found the Legion of Doom solo mode. <laughs> yeah. Easy mode. Yeah. Come he on. straight up threw a batarang at their wi- through their window. <laughs> <laughs> Had them shook. And he was like, oh, Batman's here. <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh shit we gotta get into gear <laughs> is batman by himself he's enough to take us down all on his yeah, own yeah right so who knows who else is with him <laughs> but it's, batman, uh, that's enough meanwhile at the hall of justice uh they're, they're basically informed that that jaro found the hall of doom and then we get more back backstory stuff uh, Jaro stands up against uh, the villains, and they're just laughing at him. Like, wait, did we glance over how <laughs> how Hot Girl was sick about what happened to her man? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Hot Girl She's is still standing. There's the, one panel of Hot Girl <laughs> who seemed to have destroyed everything in her room. Because she's she's upset that she let John do all this stuff. Oh, that is her room. I thought she was still standing in that factory. Oh no, she's uh she's in her like room for, for that for that whole week. She's in her room, just be like, I shouldn't have let John be so fucking stupid. But uh, no, that's what she loves the most about him. Yeah, she's he's so dumb. Being lame, because that's exactly what it's she a is. Big too. fucking dummy. <laughs> um, 
But anyway, yeah, they they get informed that Jaro found the Legion of Doom. And meanwhile, Jaro faces off against the villains, and it turns out his batarang is actually like a cloaked epic bat cannon thing, <laughs> uh, like a death machine alien thing that he calls a bat cannon. And uh, we get more backstory for everything that's happened up to Justice League up to this point. Uh, they explain like the seven. I needed evil this stuff. Yeah, I, I, I kind of needed this too because it gets real murky right when it gets to like the manta ray guy. Yeah, when as far as like the the, the evil forces go, because they're trying to say that there's like seven, right? Yeah, there's evil seven forces evil forces that Lex Luthor needs to do in order to give Perpetua the power to morph and change the multiverse, as we know. Yeah, like the first two were were like made sense, and then it just started getting, yeah, you know, the kind of out of hand. The ultraviolet you know? spectrum, spectrum, the still force. The tear thing from that one thing. That whatever. What do they say? I it forgot all about this Wonder Woman thing. Isolation and solapse, solapsism? I don't know what that yeah. is, bro. At a certain point, they're just like, what are you even talking about negative. anymore? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, that's basically what they say. Uh, all, all Lex needs is one more thing, and he is able to change the multiverse as we know it. Um, meanwhile, back at the battle with Jaro... Uh, Jaro is just about finished. He t- he puts up a decent fight against them, but eventually he loses. And then the rest of the Justice League show up, uh, and they all fight for a while. Meanwhile, Jaro has already seen like the future. It seems, and he's like, oh, "I couldn't tell them that they're gonna lose. Lex actually wins, so I'm just gonna uh, stop the future from happening right now." And he uh, he grows in size and uh, becomes a, a slightly bigger Jaro. Yeah, he becomes Starro again, and. Um, you know, and he pretty much uh, mind controls the the entire league and the Legion of Doom. But Batman pulls his uh, Starro thing off, and uh, he gives his like "You're my Nakama" speech. Yeah, and Jaro is uh, relaxed, and this is very very uh, endearing uh, panel of Batman hugging Jaro. <laughs> it's very cute. Yeah, well, he had a little plan. What he he all right? So it, basically, it was all uh, all a dream. Yeah, yeah. Like it was all, it was all, yeah, all an illusion. Yeah, they and then just saw the whole time. Jaro did it because he he knew they were gonna lose, so he wanted to put them away where they'd be safe. Yeah, pretty much. And Batman was like, "No, we not pussy like that. <laughs> we can't. You can't just do that. We're heroes. You can't just <laughs> pretty run much. away." <laughs> he said, "No matter what you think the outcome's gonna be." Yeah, they, they said, sure. "That's not the you know." Mm-hmm. I put on this fucking tight ass suit every morning <laughs> to, to, you know, for you know, that. a heavy Kevlar vest. <laughs> every fucking day. What the, f- the fuck? I look like Quentin now because <laughs> someone said that we might lose. I built a whole goddamn computer in my fucking mask. Yeah. <laughs> like Batman's so hardcore about it. He's never given up. Like mm-hmm. he was the wrong person. If, if Jaro was smart, he would have just super took him out. Yeah. And like, Too bad John <laughs> wasn't there because he would have convinced John. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm gonna be uh, smashing. Starro would have whooped his ass. Yeah. It, he wouldn't have mattered. He would have done that and convinced John to quit. <laughs> yes, immediately. But anyway, uh, they they are resolute now and they're preparing for war. Yeah. Meanwhile, back at the Legion of Doom's headquarters, um, they've uh, it's revealed that the Legion of Doom has a sp- uh, piece of the original Starro. So uh, whenever that happened, and they're all connected, probably no justice. I don't really remember back yeah, that far gonna, back. They're gonna have some type of flashback validating this. Nah, shit. dude. In, maybe in the. Uh, I, I think it happened in uh, in no justice, but I'll have to read back. I guess they're like, oh, when his when they when when Starro connected his mind to the Justice League, it downloaded all of their 
memories and information and plans. Blah 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 blah. We're gonna win for sure. Yeah. Like fuck y'all. <laughs> and that's we, how ha- like everyone's been saying. Okay, evil guys gonna win. Evil guys gonna win. And then this happens, and it's like. Yeah. I mean, I kind of already knew they was going to I guess it's the iron, they're trying to push the irony of that in trying to prevent them from losing sorrow guaranteed that they lose. Yeah. So, that was real rough for the kids. Yeah. I mean, I I enjoyed this issue quite a bit. Uh Star Jaro is pretty entertaining as a character. Yes, I love evil guys becoming good. I'll yeah. always enjoy that yeah. no matter what. I don't care how cheesy it is. Yeah. Uh Brain Boss uh hit that hit that manga randomizer please. Wait, damn it. God. <laughs> no. World Trigger. Whoa! We are a World Trigger chapter 182 and 183. Um, there's not a whole ton that happens here. Uh, it's a lot of strategizing. Uh, they basically break down Yuba squad's uh, formation and all that stuff. Uh, I didn't know this because it's kind of unclear from when they last showed Yuba, but apparently he has a revolver trigger, which uh, he fucking rules. <laughs> yeah, they made it seem like he had like two machine guns, like two Glocks or something. Like I thought that. it was like just two pistols. But it's even oh, you thought it was pistols? Yeah. No, it's even cooler that it's like oh, revolvers because you get what they're they're playing on, right? Like yeah. the old western quick yeah, throw, yeah, like yeah. pow pow. Yeah. But it it, he shot so fast, it looked like a machine gun. That's ill. Yeah, I love it. What's his name again? Yuba. Yuba dog. Yo, Yuba's gonna go. Yeah. Yeah. If he ever gets in a one-on-one, this whole thing, their whole strategy meeting here is to say, okay, how do we absolutely prevent ourselves from fighting Yuba one-on-one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kuga himself, and you know that's what I like about him. He's he's bout about it, but he'll be the first one to say, nah, he's <laughs> he's on another level. Yeah. Yuma's uh, pretty cool when it comes to like admitting like who's stronger or not. He's not prideful. Anymore. Very cool and collected and and, and and calculated. Yeah. Very mature. Yeah, uh, and they also try to think about how to deal with Ninomiya because... Uh, Similar issue where you don't really want to fight him one-on-one because yeah. Yeah, it's such a versatile offense. Yeah, uh, he has two different bullet triggers on either hand for uh, any given shield uh, situation. So, like, if he has, a, if he has like, a, I think he uses a Viper for uh, on one hand and, like, I think regular trigger on the other one. So he could just blast through shields with one, or he can like go around your shield with a viper. Yeah, and he can alternate really easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, granted he doesn't. Well, that's what their strategy is revolving around, right? Because if he has two triggers out when he's in full offensive mode, it's harder for him to defend because he can't pull up any shields or anything like that. So if he, ha- if in the event that he's like third party by somebody else. And uh, you got to pull up his shield. It's way easier to get at him. So mm-hmm. that's their strategy, kind of. You know, avoid the one-on-one, you know, and, and let's, like, you know, probably perform a pincer attack or something like that. Yeah. But he has, like, um, he has two he has two bullet triggers, but he always leaves one open because he can't use both hands to shoot because that leaves him unguarded. So, you know, they only need to... Oh, no, I think for Ninimiya specifically, they actually say they're going to try to get him... In a one-on-one situation, but then catch him on yeah like with on the Ku- sneak though. They're probably gonna have they're gonna have uh, Hughes go after him one-on-one, uh, but I think they're gonna try that other thing that you mentioned for Yuba. Oh, well, where they're trying to get, where they're gonna try yeah. to sneak up on him. I mean, it's interesting. One guy is is just like a a, a just a, a really tough force, where the other one is something where like you know they're gonna break you down like mm-hmm. tactically. So. 
I don't know, man. I guess you you make up for that force with with more force and mm-hmm. cancel that out with, with with more people. And as far as someone breaking them down, if you say could uh, stall them out enough in time for someone else to come through or even another crew. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be someone from Tamacoma to come and help. As long as you say has Nino Mia, you know, fighting someone else aside from him, you know, he, well, he has a shot. They also have the idea like Chica said by that point, they will be, she'll be able to use normal bullets. Yeah, we'll see about that. I think she's going to be able to do it. There'll yeah. be a little hesitation up front, but she's going to break that barrier this fight. Yeah, she's going to pull out them big cubes. Yeah. <laughs> and blast away. Yeah, um, Hughes basically says if she if she is able to fire off a hound and meteor freely, we're sure to rack up the points. So yeah, they like to run the offense through her mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on paper, yeah, that sounds hella hella beast. Because what's Nino Mia gonna do when you have a cannon in your face? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. I'd so run, um, they talk over their tactics, and the second chapter starts where they call uh, Kiyosuke, uh to. Uh, Tori Kiyosuke. I don't know why. Yeah, this is a very Japanese manga. That sounds so ignorant. I, that's, <laughs> no, no, no. It's I a, mean, the names, there's a lot of people's names that are pretty important. And, you know, it's not like One Piece where they have interesting names like Ace and Ace Tony and Tony. And Tony Chopper. Tony Chopper. And, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Those yeah. names have flavor. These are just raw Japanese. Raw. Raw. S- sushi. <laughs> I love sushi. Uh, I love World Trigger. <laughs> That's why I, I uh, you know, deal with it. So, yeah, they uh, they call on uh, Tamakoma One's uh, Torimaru to uh, to help them train, to basically play the role of Ninomiya. And uh, apparently in their training room, they can, uh, they can uh, increase Tryon levels. For certain people, they can make so they it can unlimited, longer, which is pretty cool. That's where they beat that guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before. I remember, remember that. the, the yeah. smoke guy. Whatever. Yeah, because yeah. they had unlimited Tryon. Okay, so they give him the amount of Tryon that Nina Mia has, and they equip him with the same two bullets that he uses, mm-hmm. so they can like run demo matches. Yeah. Uh, Granted, it's not the same level of technique that they're facing with Nina Mia, but it's just giving them an idea of like the timing and mm-hmm. what they kind of expect. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you you know, you can't really control what people do, but you can lock down and sharpen whatever it is you're doing. That's the best you can do at the end of the day and mm-hmm. stay aware of what the other guys, uh, you know, can do. It's yeah, information war, man. Yeah, so um, Tori Mara was just like, why? I, if you really want the advantage, your strategy should revolve around preventing him from going into full attack mode. No, you shouldn't take him on in an actual fight. And... Um, Osama was just like uh, I thought about that at first, but I now think I've, after thinking about it, things are different. You know, went up against a single opponent, Ninomiya's full attack is overwhelmingly powerful. On the other hand, it represents a moment when he's guaranteed to be undefeated, meaning we should set up a one-on-one for him and purposely create the opening for his dis- in his dis- in his defenses. So basically, yep. bait and punish. Yeah, it's basically Hughes is going to hold off Ninomiya, and Osamu or somebody is going to be waiting in the wings, waiting for any opportunity to strike when he's defenseless. Yeah, hopefully if um, Emma Tori gets her shit together, she could pick him off. She probably could have just picked him off with lead bullets, honestly. Yeah. but uh, And the reason they but asked... Still, there's still two other squads to worry about, man. Yeah. And then you got your man's bugging with the revolvers. This is going to be a crazy Well, round. the thing is, they're they're placing extra emphasis on Nino Mia because he is the one with the most points, and if they beat him, they're pretty much guaranteed a stop, uh, spot in the top two 
you would imagine that that Nina Mia would be like the the squad to worry the least about as far as taking them out because they are in first place and they probably can't be overlapped. Like they're gonna probably make the mission regardless because they what they take the top probably three they take, they're gonna take the top two squads in right, the so, ranks. Yeah, I think that's how it's set up. Like they're they're gonna be the top two regardless. So yeah. you got to make sure the other teams don't take those well, the points thing away is, from you. Th- those teams are worth less points. So if you go against oh yeah. for real yeah. So if you they're going straight for Nina Mia because like he beating him would guarantee them a spot on the thing. Wow, that's hardcore. Yeah, they got some. They got some ambition. I yeah. like it. Yo. I love it too. Amatori's ready to pop off. Kuga's focused. Husey, we're gonna see what's up. I think he's gonna get smoked, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't see him being the impact in this one. I think he's gonna play his little role, but I think it's gonna be between Makumo and between Amatori. Yeah, I think we're gonna see something special from them. Pretty much. But um, yeah, they ca- they continue to train and. Um, you know, they have their little moment where they're like, all right, we're going to fucking do it. Apparently, Konami is going to be doing the commentary for this fight. Uh, and uh, the chapter ends the next day, March 5th, B-Rank Wars, round eight, night division. The final battle begins, y'all. Oh, final rank wars, you guys. I'm so fucking excited. Ah, it's a month away, but God damn it. I'm so, so fucking excited. <laughs> yeah, this is what it's all about, guys. Uh, yeah, next month. Uh-huh. Uh, and we'll get two chapters of Rank War. I'm so fucking, I'm so fucking pumped. Uh, but anyway, uh, that has been World Trigger. Fucking solid as always. Uh, Brian Boss, randomize me. I hope he turns his sword into some guns. Guns, 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 Absolute carnage. Whoa, absolute carnage number one. All right, this is uh. This is the new event from Marvel that is uh, daring to cast this into tie-in hell. Do you know what EF stands for? No. Event fatigue. <laughs> <laughs> Almost forgot. <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking up front. But I guess I'll say up front, I liked it a lot. Uh, it's pretty fucking good. Uh, there's, a, there's a bit of a recap of what's happening because this spawns out of the Venom books. So if you haven't been reading it, this is a, a decent primer. Uh Quickly to catch up, Venom's been fighting against the god of the symbiotes, essentially Null. He's been uh, sleeping in this giant moon thing. You know, he was been sealed away by the other symbiotes, and uh, he's been slowly being resurrected by Carnage. Uh, I think what's his name? I I don't know why I'm blanking on his name. Um, Clashius Cletus Cletus Cletus. Yeah, Cletus Uh, something. And uh, basically. Carnage has been going around uh, going after anybody and everybody who's ever had a symbiote. Because, because each of them have a piece of yeah. this codex. Yeah, whenever a symbiote takes you over and if they ever leave you, they don't entirely go away. There's always a piece of them inside you. So everybody who's ever worn a symbiote is uh, is a vic- is a potential victim. Wolverine is one of them. You know, Spider-Man, of course. Uh, there's a few. Yeah, I had. I did not know Wolverine had a symbiote. I didn't know Captain America had a symbiote. He seems to. I feel have. like I remember that from something. But they have Deja Vu, right? Is that her name? Deja Vu. No, no, no. The 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 female. Uh, oh, um, shit! I don't remember. Offspring. That's her name. There's Offspring here. Oh. Uh, but there's a yeah. There's a few people. The thing. The oh, thing was wow. a, a Ghost symbiote. Rider. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. 
I think this is Scorpion. I can't really tell though. Uh, but anyway, that's been basically up to this point. Um, he, uh, Eddie Brock has just been explaining all this to Dylan, his child, his son, and uh, his who doesn't <laughs> know that that's his yeah. Dad. Dylan asks him, like, is there anything else I should know about?" And the thought bubble comes up. He's like, "You're my son, but I can't <laughs> tell you that because everything whoever touches me rots and di- withers and dies." So here comes Venom's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Venom's yeah, going in hard for this emo. Jeez, Daredevil and Punisher better watch out because he's coming for that sad boy. <laughs> throne. Oh yeah. Oh boy, <laughs> yeah. He, he's been just a whole fucking wreck. He said that in the rain with a hoodie on. He's going All dirty and shit. His face is fucked up. He's going for head sad boy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, for that top spot. Yeah, uh, he looks up and uh, apparently Eddie Brock is wanted for murder and shit. Uh, I don't know if this is actually real. He doesn't have real. enough issues in his fucking life. Yeah, I don't know if this is real or not. No. Because it, he says that like... They say like, basically Carnage set that up. Yeah. They made himself look like Venom and murdered a lot of people. Yeah, pretty Pretty much. mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. What an right. asshole. So uh, he, he runs into the subway and after noticing being followed and... Uh, he gets pushed into the subway tracks by Cletus, and uh, right as the subway, the train is about to hit him, Venom shows up. Dope ass two page spread. Yeah, he was the one I was following him. By the way, just fucking <laughs> demolishes an entire train car, which is mean. Everybody's service is gonna be interrupted. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh God. Yeah, I felt that, man. Yo, yeah. imagine if you were coming home after this podcast, and then Venom destroyed your train. <laughs> it's fucking lame, man. But anyway, he saved them, so I guess it's okay. Uh, as soon as that happens, the police show up, and they're just like, what the fuck, Venom? <laughs> yeah, right? Like, dude. Because <laughs> he's trying to talk to them. Like, listen, 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 listen. I'm not on that kind of time right now. It's not what you think. And they're like, I don't give a fuck what you think, bro. You just wrecked this whole train. <laughs> you, you know how many people are probably dead right now? Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, you wouldn't take an L? Yeah. <laughs> but the police don't get their way, because that's when Carnage himself shows up. Uh and he's uh, he starts fucking Eddie up. Uh, Carnage is as strong as ever. Yeah, he's infused with the no god uh, power. Yeah, you that know. stuff. You know. Yeah, he's he has the dragon symbiote. He looks like Slenderman in this in this picture. It's fucking terrifying. Yeah, it's it's pretty fucking wild. And he's standing in the fire, just reminding like, hey, I don't have your weaknesses, guy. Yeah, you're soft. I'm not. But that's not that's not entirely true because uh, Eddie holds onto the third rail in an attempt to get him off, and he electrocutes both him and uh, and Carnage. So electricity seems to be a weakness of Carnage right now. Uh, Is it for Venom? I mean, anything. Electricity well, it, it hurts hurt enough. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's pretty strong generally. So. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so yeah, it was strong enough for Carnage too. So yeah, Dylan and uh, and Venom carry Eddie away. Did uh, I say that Venom that Carnage looks real ugly? Like he doesn't look like how he usually looks, guys. Well, he he's looks, definitely not a handsome man. No, <laughs> he has like a fucking rib cage and oh yeah, very like a spine. He just looks super gross. Guys. Yeah, he is very gross. He has a spiral on his forehead. It's whack. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't like the spiral, bro? I said whack. Oh, I thought you said it's whack. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, 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 no. I think the null guy is kind of whack. But uh, uh, I'm digging Carnage. But uh, yeah, he's, Eddie, he's, uh, Venom, and Eddie and uh, and Dylan go to the one person that they can trust to to help them out. Peter Motherfucking Parker, y'all. In apartment six one six. I like these yeah. little, little, little subtle touches. nod. Yeah, like hey, it's <laughs> the Peter Parker. Yeah. Uh, so it's Peter Parker. 
He's already in the middle of getting dressed to be Spider-Man. Yeah. And then the next chapter, uh, the next uh, part of this, uh, of this issue shows up and they're in a diner just talking their shit, uh, eating and stuff. And Venom basically trying to uh, convince Spider-Man to join their, join their little escapade. Yeah, I, I enjoy this so much, man. This is mm-hmm. all I wanted when I was younger, like having Peter Parker and, and this, uh, what's his fucking name, Eddie Brock, mm-hmm. just kind of like talking and trying to figure things out. I like this. Yeah, it's a really well written <laughs> scene. Good, yeah. This is the whole reason I even wanted this event. Yeah, the dialogue fucking rules. Peter mm-hmm. is just like not taking it seriously up front because he's fucking Spider-Man and that's what he does. But, uh, yeah. But he also has like this serious moment where he tries to convince Venom to tell him, tell his son that he's his dad. In a relatable fashion because he didn't have his dad. Yeah. So. Can you drop the dad? Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's when uh, Peter Spider-Sense rolls in and then there's just these uh, these robbers just come in and then they notice that Spider-Man's there and like, fuck. Damn. Tough luck. <laughs> As he's fighting, they basically say, "Who can help us with this uh, this problem right now?" Well, Reed Richards is pretty smart, but he would need to have known this a while ago. Yeah, and that's when Venom's like, "Well, I know a different Reed." So he takes him to the Maker. Sick. Uh, the Maker, who is alternate universe Reed Richards turned evil or something. I don't know. He's yeah. very evil. Yeah. Um, they a talk much about- more cynical version. Yeah. of Reed Richards, and he's been building an anti. Uh, an anti-null machine, I guess. Oh, or a symbiote removal machine because he's already been researching Venom from the beginning. So he's already been working on this. Uh, yeah, doing creepy weirdo stuff Yeah, in the background. They bring him uh, Nor- Norman Osborn Jr., the young one. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Remember Spider-Man's the kid that got, got infected? I was a little goblin. Yeah, as a carnage. Uh, little goblin. carnage goblin. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to get his symbiote out. And they're just like, well, we don't know if this is safe anymore, knowing that you're an evil version of Reed Richards. So uh, we're going to go find you someone else. And uh, they go to jail where uh, Norman Osborn, the, the, the senior, is still there. He's uh, in prison, you know, doing his thing. I didn't know who I don't know who this guy is. Uh, Spider-Man and Venom approach this uh, this guard who is actually also a werewolf. Yeah, something like that. Uh, Pretty cool with Peter. Yeah, I guess that's cool. I guess right. um, he Makes takes him, he takes him to Norman's cell, and then um, at, right when they're g- figuring out ways to get him out without him being awake, uh, werewolf guy is being taken over by uh, car- by Null or Carnage, some way or another. Yeah, and Cletus <laughs> is in the prison himself, just handing out little Carnage samples to everyone in the prison. Yeah, all these other uh, murder convicts. Eesh. Yeah, tough time. Uh, Cletus is, is just crying out carnage blood. Yeah, and they're just... Uh, it looks so scary, guys. All of these prisoners turn into carnage monsters and start attacking. They start fighting because they can't really leave without Norman because if they leave, Norman dies or something. Or so they think. Um, and, man, it's harder than they thought. It's no win, you know. They, uh, carnage opens the door, and there's Norman Osborn, shiv ready. <laughs> He's, uh, he tries to kill Spider-Man up the top, and that's when Eddie Brock comes in and fucking jump kicks him in the face. Fuck wrong with you, boy. Uh, Venom closes uh, the door behind him and holds it back while Peter uh, webs up his f- hands and uh, try his fist and tries to break out of the prison with his bare hands. Yeah, Venom begs him like, bro, just just <laughs> fucking break the wall open. You're <laughs> Spider-Man, do it. <laughs> Peter's like, yeah. I right. <laughs> yeah. don't see any other option. So they uh, Norman is captured by Carnage. And uh, it's they think they're gonna kill him, but it's actually he's he's actually turned 
uh, Norman Osborn back into carnage. So it's not that he's going around killing everyone. He's also he's, I guess, transforming people into carnage monsters. Well, he definitely, yeah, he definitely turned these uh, these convicts and and Norman into carnage. Those other guys that was in a body pile with their spines removed and yeah. all, they they, uh, <laughs> they they were dead. Yeah, they were dead. But <laughs> but they were some of a lot of those people were already dead. I don't know about that. Were they? Yeah, they well, mentioned that. In any case, that was the end of the issue. Uh, I at the top of this was not super excited. I I'm not very invested in Carnage as a character, but um, and I was already getting event fatigue, like Josh mentioned before. You know, Marvel puts out a fucking new event every six months or so, uh, so there's no gravity to them anymore. But this one was a different one. I feel pretty good. I really liked it. Uh, this the dialogue is great. It's it's great. Like the guy who's writing Venom right now, this is his baby. Yeah. So it's pretty consistent with the quality. This is a Venom story. Yeah. It's, this is essentially a Venom story. Yeah. It's pretty consistent with the quality of his Venom run so far. So I'm very excited about that. Ryan Stegman, the artist for this, crushes he is it. is doing his th- There's certain times I don't like how Venom looks like from a certain angle, but it's only, it's rare and it's really just like such a, just a little nitpick, you know? Yeah. He used Otherwise, to draw, everything else is just perfect, man. He used to draw Dan Slott's Spider-Man run. And, uh, you yeah, know, he, and tell. it was good there. But, man, this is the book he needed. This is his fucking type of Dude, art. Dude, Carnage looks so wild. That was kind of the best part about reading this, in my opinion. Just seeing Carnage and him looking just boss. Yeah. Um, This is what I wanted to say earlier, right? As far as this event goes. I want there to be some huge consequences and not like, okay, these things happen, so now read these books. No, I want to see, I want to see some people get off. This is a carnage event, bro. Well, I don't know if anybody important is going to get off, but I can definitely see people get off. It could be people that are side people that people like, so it'll still hurt. Yeah, I can see that. Come, something heavy has to happen because I feel you, man. As much as I love carnage, the the event fatigue is kind of. You know, I I don't want this to pass, and I'm just like, eh, whatever. Because yeah. you know what, I felt like that was Spider Verse too, and yeah. I really like Spider Verse. I was, it, it was kind of corny, you know, just using that as an example. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, especially oh, since we bigged it up and had such expectations. Yeah. Well, I am, uh, but on the bright side, I'm actually pretty excited. I'm glad that Marvel yeah, was so, able to pull yeah. off like two good events in a row. Uh, if you're gonna have all, this many events, at least make them good. So. I'm excited. Can't to see go wrong with Spider-Man and Venom. Bro. Oh yeah, you can't. Spider-Man is great carnage. in this issue. First of yeah. all, he does rule in this. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, absolute carnage. Pick it up, man. Uh, even if you, even if fight through that event fatigue, it's worth it. Uh, Brian Boss, randomize me, please. What happened, Doctor Stone? <laughs> 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 I don't know what happened. Doctor Stone. I wasn't chapter there. I ain't hear nothing. <laughs> I wasn't a part of that situation. Doctor Stone, chapter sixteen, miracle at hand. Uh, very first page, we get to see what Senku built with the platinum. I and think. How long? How long did it take for him to do this? <laughs> probably this no time. Mighty scientific feat. Well, I will give him the thing that he's probably had most of it built. He just needed that little bit of platinum to f- complete it. It's this big distillation thing. It's a big chem- chemistry thing. It's a big ass. I guess this is a distillation 
rig setup, some kind of thing. I don't even yo, know what the this, fuck to call this. Yo, Sanku is an animal. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's fucking beast mode on this. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he, he pretty much ba- he built all he needed in order to create unlimited revival fluid. The only thing he needs left is the miracle, is the fluid from the miracle cave, the nitric acid. Um, and uh, he picks it up. You know, he, he pretty much gets it. He already has it. So he just mixes it in with all the other stuff. And uh, meanwhile, back at the uh, back with the uh, Jafar guy, he picks he he brings that piece of glass that he found. He, they don't even know what glass is. He said, "Is this ice, <laughs> dickhead? Is it cold? <laughs> what kind of fucking question is that? How about is it some kind of gem, like ice, nigga? I thought he was really smart. I thought he I thought he knew what he what was going on." But this is I retract stone world. all there's of that. Not, there's, there's no, no I thought, but I thought I, I really had high expectations <laughs> for this guy. Break. What a <laughs> dummy! <laughs> yeah, I, upon realizing fucking that this isn't ice, ass, upon realizing this isn't ice, his fucking jaundice flares up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in his eyes. Yeah, jaundice Jafar that just invaders. says, uh, "Fucking, we have invaders." Oh yeah, you know that for sure, huh? With your amazing intellect. <laughs> <laughs> didn't yeah. doesn't know what I'm ice his ass motherfucker. <laughs> Dog, how do you say? I, I'm not gonna press him anymore. Anyway, <laughs> uh, they uh they got the they got the revival fluid going. Uh, they're gonna go. They had to get one person back before they could start making their drone. So uh, they go back onto the per. They go head towards the Perseus again. They notice that all the fucking villagers, uh, from Treasure Island are dumping the stone bodies off for the fucking boat and tossing him into the ocean jeez kaseki is already broken <laughs> poor kaseki it's it's just not that serious <laughs> i don't know why they would do that and just violate you know well they ain't had no respect for the hundreds of other people thrown over so yeah why would they have respect for these guys yeah uh and uh they noticed uh that they also took ryusui right is that ryusui they took his statue? that is ryusui they took they took ryusui's statue just to break it, like like assholes. He said his clothes were particularly ornate. Yeah, because he had the captain's clothes. He took his fucking hat. <laughs> Why would you do that? Yo, they all getting broken in pieces, though. Yeah. Uh, Genro and Kohaku and uh, Amaryllis noticed this. Kohaku's just, Amaryllis is just trying to hold back Kohaku from squaring up. Uh, and, uh, uh, Senku whispers something in her ear and then she just starts breaking the rest of the statues, you know, playing along, I guess. Uh, but uh, essentially, they they basically, uh, she, I guess, like Senku told her that um, without Yuzuriha, they'd have trouble putting the tiny fragments back together. So she's just trying to make them as the breaks as clean as possible. So when Yuzuriha is resurrected, they can just put them back together. And resurrect them as... That's going to be rough, man. They got to take everybody out from the water. Mm-hmm. A lot of shit. such a tedious task. But I guess these are people's lives. Yeah, so. but they gather uh, Ryusui's parts and they assemble them together and revive Ryusui. What? Without his hand? Oh, did he not have his hand? I didn't even notice that. I don't know. No, they have it. He has his hand. Oh. Okay. He has both his hands. Nice. Uh, I was worried. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Uh, but Ryusui's back and... Um, they he looks around and then he's like, "You desire Koseki next? Am I wrong?" So I guess 
Ryusuke's Kaseki. Gonna, Kaseki is the old man craftsman dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the first man they tossed in the ocean. <laughs> so they're going to have to go get him back. I guess that's why they uh, got Ryusui back because he's probably good. He's probably the best swimmer out of all of them, being a ship right. I would ship suppose. Captain. I'm going to assume that uh, um, Dr. Stone himself <laughs> can't fucking swim or something. <laughs> but yeah, that was, uh, that was, that was Dr. Stone. Uh, this was a fun chapter. I really, I really enjoyed it. It's good to see Ryusui back, um, slowly getting the team back together, the squad. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but that being said, House of X. Whoa. House of X. The simple issue. <laughs> so, um, Hickman, it's like you knew what everyone was thinking and, and was just like, nah, I'm going to let you know now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this is House of X number two. Uh, this is the easiest issue we've had to read. Cause Boy, shit is about to get meta as hell, though. Yeah, like, but just because it's like we focus on one timeline, one timeline, I guess. Kind of. Technically. This, yeah. is, uh, this is answering the question of who is that woman at the very beginning of Powers of X who was talking to Xavier. Uh, her name is Moira. And uh, she, uh, she, they basically go through her life story, her first life. Because her she is a mutant, and her power is reincarnation. Yeah. So her first life she spent pretty much as a normal person, yeah, being got com- married, had kids, completely you know, unaware of her mutant life. abilities, uh, and then she died of old age. You know, she had a happy life. Mm-hmm. Her second, <laughs> her second life, she basically came back, and she retains all of the information she's learned from previous lives. Yeah, I, I guess as as soon as she was able to start having thoughts around like five months in the womb, she was literally in the womb, uh, sentient and aware. Like what? <laughs> huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. The first panel was literally her, literally her as a fetus, just like. Hmm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So she, uh, <laughs> so she's already been like she has already the intelligence of a full grown adult by the time she's like a child. Um, and all through her life, she realizes she meets Xavier. Uh, she she thinks that she may be a mutant because she remembers her past life and uh, all that stuff. And she hops on the first plane to go see him. And that plane crashes and she dies. Uh, <laughs> L. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Restart. <laughs> I wish we had that sound. Yo, that would have been perfect. Um, but uh, in her third life, uh, she did everything in her power to make it to Professor X sooner. Uh, <laughs> Very soon. Uh, and uh, upon listening to him, she thought, what a dick. And uh, she pretty much saw him as just this guy with a God complex. She didn't really care for his ideas. And she thought that mutants were a disease. You know, so she spent her entire life dedicated to uh, fighting the cure. And uh, what she actually seemed to have found the cure, mm-hmm. her her and her entire science team got wrecked by Mystique and Destiny. And let's be uh, specific. They all got killed. Yeah, they were all <laughs> murdered. All of them. Except for Moira. And um, Destiny, they, they set her aside. because. Do you like, know who this is? You've seen her before? This I've character? never seen her, but I learned about her through this issue. And I know yeah, I yeah, know. same, same, same. Hey, pretty sick. <laughs> She she says a lot of threatening things to this girl. Yeah, basically, Destiny's power is that she could see into the future. Mm-hmm. And uh, because she could see into the future, she could kind of see into the future lives of Moira. Yeah, she's like, oh, I see what you're about. 
<laughs> right? She lets her know that you, that she's indeed a mutant. Yeah. And, and she already and, knew that. Moria already did, right? And she's basically trying yeah. to change her mind because she's for sure going to be murdered here. So the next life, they're trying to convince her to come back and help mutants as opposed to destroy them. Yeah, but she's threatening her, saying like, yo, we're going to destroy you every single time you try to go this route. Yeah. She's if you like, try again, yeah, yeah. I'll you, know because I can see the fucking future and I'll come after you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so she, this is going to be a constant that happens every time you try to make this formula. So she kind of just gave the smart writing, very smart writing, basically, she, you know, implying that she doesn't go this route. Uh, she also she mentions can't. that like Moira has about 10, maybe 11 more lives, like total lives that she can live before she before she dies. So this then from this issue on from this point on in the issue, it turned into a weird countdown thing. Yeah. Where, really where, cool. Oh, you say weird. That's like cool. I mean, yeah, that's what I meant. It, I meant like it a trial a cool and way. ever. Yeah. Groundhog Day esque. Right. Edge of tomorrow. Yeah. Kind of situation. So more yeah. fourth fourth life. Uh, she changed her mind about Xavier. She aligned herself with Xavier, became an X-Man alongside him and eventually died alongside him at the hands of the Sentinels. Uh, <laughs> Then in her fifth life, she uh, she said she figured the only way to stop the violent po- impulses of man is uh, is uh, aggression. So she basically met. She got on a plane. She escaped. She ran away from home at the age of thirteen. Found Xavier way younger, mm-hmm. and uh, basically influenced him to gather mutants into their own little city. But that didn't yeah, work. Kind of like Genosha, but way less militant. I yeah. guess you know because well, it's not yeah. ran by Magneto. Yeah, he got he instead of a school, he built a legion. Yeah. So, uh, but that didn't work either because Bolivar's trap, Bolivar Trask sent a bunch of sentinels to them, murdered yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, humans still hated. Yeah, her sixth life she spent killing the entire Trask family, <laughs> head to toe, uh, killed every single one of them. But it still didn't matter. The sentinels <laughs> are in. <laughs> the sentinels are inevitable. <laughs> Yeah, so they, they, they come at some point. Machines become sentient at like some he, point in history, and there's nothing that can be done. Well, her. like she mentions, like mutants, you know, the Sentinels will always be a thing. So, sucks. Her eighth life, she spent, uh, <laughs> she uh, left behind the dream of Charles of Xavier and went to go find Magneto. Magneto raged, you know, started wiling out as Magneto does, but then he was stopped by the X Men and the rest of the Avengers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's just like okay <laughs> i guess this was the dumbest one <laughs> <laughs> he's like magneto's not gonna beat these guys i should have wasted i shouldn't have wasted a life <laughs> so yeah they have a big green monster and that lightning god they're really strong her ninth <laughs> life she spent with apocalypse <laughs> yeah right she said let's go let's just just take this to the fucking max yeah let's go to let's the go strongest from one to a thousand <laughs> and that didn't work because eventually the machines would get them too yeah it would just I like guess. apocalypse <laughs> would just never escape conflict no matter how strong he was and it was only a matter of time before he was destroyed so yeah he's fighting against nimrod and it doesn't look like he's definitely beating him but know? eventually it has to have happened because moira dies and in her uh 10th life i guess this was her ninth this is yeah i guess it's getting to the point where it's like oh i'm real close her 10th life is where we leave off in the in uh house of x Number one, where uh, she first talks to Charles and she says, look into my mind. And this is why this is what Charles sees. You know, mm, she sees which, all of her past lives. This is what triggers a change in Charles philosophy, I guess. Yeah. Which is why he has a whole different swag and he's on his two feet now. He's got a cool fucking maker mask. Maker, maker helmet. 
And he's like, all like, I'm better than you. And doing weird things with his hands like I am now. <laughs> Looking like a jellyfish on land. Anyway, yeah. you get the point. And that was House of X number two. Very cool. Uh, I couldn't keep my eyes off this issue. This fucking issue fucking ruled. Um, very Heckman-esque. <laughs> he did uh, something similar in Avengers where he sent Captain America to the end of time. But, um, yeah. Uh, pick up this book. I don't know what the fuck you're doing if you're not. Uh, Brian Boss, randomize me, please. Promise Neverland. Yo, Promise Neverland, chapter 145. Uh, everybody's resolved to stop Norman at the Capitol. Uh, they have a few days to get there before the uh, the, t- the Tyrie? Tyri- right? That's what it's called? Yeah, the f- Monster Festival. The Reverie for the Promise Neverland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. And, um, yeah, they basically resolve to do that. If they get there... They try to think it's like, okay, if we get there in three, we could get there in three days if we go max speed right now. Uh, and that's not enough time. They won't make it in time. But that's when um, these other kids show up with the horses. They got the horses in the back. and uh, I'm not going there. <laughs> um, and they get the horses. They, they ride off into the sunset. Uh, so where Norman is. Yeah, Norman and his whole squad are gathered up. Uh, he, he turns <laughs> to the guy. He's like, Vincent, that thing... It's complete. (laughs) (laughs) You know, him. Stitch Dome. I love that trope so much. It's so dumb, but it's a thing. Why wouldn't you just say what it is? Or just be a little bit more discreet. I don't know, smooth about it. Everybody knows what it is. (laughs) Why are you hiding it? It is only, I love it. It it makes me laugh every time. I'm never mad at it, but it's also just like everyone. They talk to themselves. It makes more sense. Everybody knows what it is. Why are you hiding it (laughs) in context of the story? Yeah. But, um. Yeah. Norman riles them up with the speech. Uh, he thinks about uh, Emma and Ray and they're, uh, you know, he's going to, he's very sad to be doing this the way he's doing it. But, you know, he's uh, <laughs> the hand he got dealt. Yeah. But then he's like starts convulsing. His head starts, uh, you know, hurting a lot. And then he starts coughing up blood. The universal Damn. sign of I'm dying. Yeah. So, yeah. Sad, man. And then the chapter ends on the day of the Tefari. Uh, all the demon nobles are gathered up, and uh, Norman is in the distance saying, Let's begin. And the bridge explodes. So uh, the climax is here. Uh, we have to be getting into the end now. I for sure don't think it's going to make it till <laughs> <laughs> maybe October. It's probably going to make I say September, mid. Whoa. Hmm. Mid, I could say mid. I, I could see, see like five I could see mid September. I could see mid September. But that was promised Neverland. Very excited to see how this all ends. Uh, Brian Boss, randomize me. Daredevil. Whoa, Daredevil. Oh, we put that on the lineup. Yeah, we did. Okay. I guess <laughs> we have a couple more books, so we have uh, a little more time to do Daredevil. RGI. You know what that stands for? No. Really good issue. No. <laughs> Um, Daredevil, <laughs> Daredevil number nine starts off in the, in the park. Uh, Matt Murdock is playing uh, chess with Reed Richards and discussing God. Yes. Because Matt, is a, <laughs> because Matt is a guilty Catholic. Uh, <laughs> it was a really good, um, it was a really good conversation. And I will say this, Reed Richards is 
a true atheist. He's an agnostic. Yeah, that's what they say. He said he's uh, but he said as much. I'm not going to allow the writers to limit this brilliant mind. To no, he's basically saying he reads reasoning like Matt. This whole issue starts with Matt asking him if it's if God is real. He's the smartest guy. He knows. Might as well ask him his thoughts on God. Uh, Reed responds with like, oh, I don't know. Um, I used to not think so. But then mm-hmm. I've seen literal multiverses and actual gods but nothing really that points to one being specifically creating anything. So I don't believe in a God per se, but I also know that this universe is unpredictable and nobody can possibly know what's happening out there. Yes. Therefore, it's pretty agnostic. Said I won't say <laughs> no. He said, I'm not going to say no, but I mean, it's probably, you know, it's whatever. Yeah. Given the I thing, truly think that's like what yeah, it is. That's to, agnosticism. To <laughs> Uh, atheism. I, I think I think agno- All right. I think being agnostic is where you you don't believe in a religion, but you believe that there's some type of sentient force out there. But you you don't claim any specific you know create. There's no name for it. No 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 comparisons in it. It's just a sentient force. That's being agnostic. Being nah. an atheist is saying like the the world is not run. No, by any- atheist is for sure no god. Agnostic is there could be one. It it says here, um, the view that existence of God, of the divine, or of the supernatural is unknown or unknowable. Right. So, it's like yes and no. Yeah. So it's that's agnosticism. That's what I'm saying though. Like all that's right, agnosticism. All right, all right. Yeah. Them deni- Okay. Okay. So they're atheism they is don't a know. straight up denial. Just like there is no God. There is no God. I would say more so that it's just not really the concern. No, that would be agnosticism. Yeah. That would fall under, it doesn't matter. Atheism is no. You can't say no, though. It doesn't make sense because atheism is a... Then you're an agnostic. No, no, it's a logical... Because at at the end of the day, it, it comes down to the logical conclusion whether you're saying, okay, either it was or it wasn't. You still have to have a quote unquote belief you can't really say oh no there isn't or there definitely is you yeah. just can't you and that know? belief is therefore mm-hmm. and then i guess that there there you go that i'm not atheist the belief that that no that's atheist. it's just ignorant to say no because you just don't know yeah but that doesn't make ignorant. it any more important that's like you know therefore it's not a concern it's just nothing to concern i think i not you know what i mean like what's the point of yeah that's literally anyway it's not a you heard it here first. Here, not folks. A philosophy. Joshua Cole is an agnostic. <laughs> oh, I guess there's something called agnostic atheism. What? I mean, it's basically you're. Um, it's like center left or center right, right? Look, oh, okay, like, yeah. Here, it's they don't hold a belief, but they claim that the existence is either unknowable or in principle currently an unknown fact. Yeah. It's because the same. Maybe they're just anybody who calls himself an agnostic atheist is a douche. What? Just give it. <laughs> Scientists would say like, like you I can't can ex- prove it right. Now. I can accept you know agnosticism. We don't know what the future holds, but for as of right now, hell no. There's nothing conclusive. Therefore, that's you know an what atheist. I'm that's being an atheist, though. Yeah. No, an atheist is like no, never. Never was, never will be. That makes no sense. That's like being, you might as well be religious then. Okay, so it's a thing called. belief that is never going to happen. What you're talking about here, Christian, is a Gnostic atheist that is 100% certain 
that there is no God. Okay. Now, there's an agnostic atheist, which is lacks a belief in God, but doesn't claim to know with 100% certainty, which I think is what you're saying over here. I think that's the albeit. Then though, there's an know? agnostic theist, which says maybe there says that there are, believes in a God, but doesn't claim to know with 100% certainty. And then there's a Gnostic theist, which is you 100% certain there is a God. Oh, God. <laughs> so, well, you know. Yeah, it's different. It's not black and white with just so, theism and materialism. So, Reed would be. He is a. Dude, he's saying that there's literal, like, so many other a, versions of God's quote unquote. Because at the end of the day, if there's there's not this one singular, he's saying no, bro. Yeah. Like, maybe there is, but eh. Yeah, that makes Whatever, him bro. An like, agnostic, that's not my concern, and I'm the smartest guy in the world. Like, that makes that's him not an what I'm agnostic about. atheist. Okay. Wait. Okay, he's not a Gnostic. I didn't know there was atheist. so many fucking. So I guess that's what movies. agnostic means is is a maybe. Whereas he's, gnostic yo, means one hundred percent. He's like believe what you want to believe. Wait, I can't prove that there isn't one. Agnostic well, by itself. Yeah, maybe. Okay, so like no agnostic in this is kind of like a a broader thing. So agnostic means maybe right, but gnostic means one hundred percent. And you can be an agnostic atheist, which means oh maybe there is one. Or you can be a Gnostic atheist, which means 100% there is not one. Oh, okay. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> but now we're all more confused. No, I think, yeah, no, I think we got it worked out. Yeah, this is a lot to in, in unpack. The context, I, I think it's important to so have Reed a conversation, Richards though. So Reed Richards is a Gnostic theist in that he doesn't fucking know. But he's not going to put a no on it, if that makes any okay. sense. And then it's, I think it's about theist. judging somebody else. That's where the say, I'm not going to say no comes in because I think in his respect, he, in his mind, he's like, probably not. You know, I've seen all these versions of so-called gods. There's Thor. There's this fucking space bitch we fought at the beginning of my book. Uh, <laughs> at the beginning of the year, that was kind of like God or whatever. You know, I, I think he's saying your version, whatever you're thinking of. No, I don't really believe in that. But I'm not going to tell you, no, that there's def- it's not out there because I can't prove that to you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just the stance of scientists, period. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I can understand why there's religious scientists, because they're saying, you know, look, I could deal with the real and still have belief. And that's totally fair. Mm-hmm. He says, ha- liter- you know? this is what he says. I strongly suspect that while there may be a God, I don't expect that one would lay out variations on textual rules for humankind. Meaning, like, if there is a God, he definitely doesn't give a fuck about us. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. he's just kind of like a creator. No, I think he. I think it's the opposite. I think he think implies so? that. I think he says. I think they'd instill us with an innate sense of right and wrong, and we use that to work out our morals and ethics in the form of religion and laws. So that's bullshit. I don't like. I that. I guess the idea is that's that like, they would give us some sort of right and wrong, and we. It's not the all two answers that we have. But he'd give us a general idea. This is yeah, how we know that murder would, is wrong. But that's the thing is that... Yeah, I know. It's yeah, weird, that's not. It's, hard. it's so be- weird for Reed to say that. Because I think this is really just letting religious people off. Yeah, I think he's kind of just yeah. saying, you can believe what you believe. It's mm-hmm. fine. Like, I literally think that's all this is. But the idea that we weren't like straight up and down animals 100 yeah. years ago. We were. Is, and we yeah. all came to decisions together. We learned yeah. and evolved as socially you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying not just biologically it's says, socially mm-hmm. we evolved as well well he says but again i may be wrong i know some yeah. might find it hard to reconcile true suffering lives created to experience nothing but pain and death meaning with being with a being who can control all wills and in, in, in existence 
the argument for animal suffering, aka that if there is a God, he most likely is evil. That's actually what I believe as well. That's why I don't want to believe in a God and I switched to be an atheist. Or as we learned earlier, agnostic atheist. To be pe- right? Yes. Not, yeah. Gnostic atheist. Wait, no, atheist. gnostic atheist. That's no. what you want to 100% know. Yeah. Okay. Gnostic. Wait. Well, no, I'm not. A- <laughs> so you're All an right. agnostic theist. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm saying there probably isn't, but like I'm not gonna tell someone no. This is such You're an, an agnostic thing theist. to say that no, there no agnostic be. Like, wait, atheist. Agnostic atheist means like like you think it. What does it fucking it's matter? It's not there. Right? Yeah. Wait, what does it matter? Whatever. Uh, man, okay. this is a long <laughs> time gonna, we spent. I think I'm. Whole... I think I might be one of those agnostic atheists, the ones that are like, what the fuck does it matter? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I think that if there is one, then that nigga has a lot of explaining to do. And I don't want to piss that guy up. off. Yeah, well, that too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, and this is just, I guess, speaks to the quality of Daredevil's writing so yes, far. Yes, that's the whole reason we put this in a lineup. Because this, this is just two pages. <laughs> While they're playing oh, three. chess, which is a little cool. Yeah. I don't know. I think it was a little edgy. At first, I didn't know who this was. But then, like, <laughs> uh, he says, read, and I'm like, thanks for that. Oh, yeah, uh, I needed that, too. You're not wearing your Fantastic Four suit. Nor is he doing stretchy things. Even though you're, like, do that 24-7, both of those things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Constantly. I don't think I've ever seen him in normal clothes in my life. So this is strange for me. And not at least minimal stretchy. Yeah, he's wearing a hat and sunglasses. Like, who are you? <laughs> zero stretch. Like, there's no way he was going to know. You're not the read, I know. <laughs> no extension. But after that two pages, I'll just uh, quickly sum up what happens next. Um, Daredevil meets up with uh, the Liberi, the Libris, uh, Mindy Libris, the wife of that married into the crime Libris crime family before. Uh, she's basically saying that, like, she brought her mad around specifically to piss off her husband. Because, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, shit. Because uh, Daredevil is a lawyer and uh, that would have just pushed his buttons. And he once told her that he would get out of the life and he's only gotten deeper in it. So that's why she's brought him around to make yeah, him feel to bad. Yeah, kind of put him on, like, alert. Yeah. It was kind of sus, though, still. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it wasn't cool <laughs> for her to do that to Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah, he's mad. He's letting her know too. I kind of like that. Like he didn't say, "Oh, well, you know, you try." He was like, "Yo, you put me in a bad situation." Yeah, you, you put don't me know in- I'm dead, devil. You didn't know I can handle myself with relative ease. Yeah, I tried these people. <laughs> <laughs> I put them. I literally prosecuted them. Uh, but uh, yeah, back at the office, uh, Cole, Detective Cole, who beat the shit out of Daredevil early on in the run, is uh, looking at a map. You know, detective stuff. And then he gets called into an interrogation room where his partner is sitting beaten up. Uh, all the cops are around him. They're just like threatening his life and his family and all that stuff. You know, uh, back off. Don't uh, don't rat out your fellow cops. All that stuff. Yeah, I forgot that this little arc was happening with him that he's kind of getting turned on. I remember he got beat up in the park, almost died and got saved by the owl gang. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that what happened? Yeah, and he was even—he <laughs> just been so angry this whole fucking time. Yeah. He beat Daredevil's ass, was still mad about it because the cops wasn't okay about it, and then he was, yeah, yeah, he wasn't happy. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> not, not happy right now. Yeah. Meanwhile, Daredevil, sad boy, <laughs> walks out of the church in the rain, <laughs> trips down the stairs, and sits for a solid three and a half minutes, looking up in the sky and listening to cries for help trying to find about a missing kid um it's so sad yeah oh man we gotta have a sad boy olympics one day Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh 
But uh, yeah, we cut to this said missing kid. Uh, he's hanging out with a rough crowd. Yeah, they selling that coke, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I wanna go. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you know they're doing evil bad guy stuff, and that's when the lights go out. And uh, Matt Murdock shows up in his blindfold esque type thing. He's got a T-shirt wrapped over his fucking face. Yeah. So you can't see his eyes, or, you know. Yeah, it's reminiscent to his old costume where he would just wear a black. Oh, a bandana, black, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, he beats up all the goons, you know. He uh, he escapes, gets the kid to his family, and then he goes over to the bookstore to get some strange, and I don't mean doctor. Hmm. <laughs> Dog, yeah, he pull up to the bookstore to, to literally to tell Mindy that he needs her. Yeah. He didn't say it, but, you know, it was all body language. Yeah, he just grabbed butt cheeks and... <laughs> Yeah, he he beat it up, yo. <laughs> yeah, and that's where the issue ends. Uh, he he's, he's yeah, you're not supposed to mess with cherries, man. Yeah, you're a Catholic. <laughs> what are you doing? You're coveting that too. <laughs> oh man, yeah, this dude's a walking contradiction. Yeah, but uh, that has been Daredevil. Very very fun issue. This issue, all these issues have been really thoughtful in uh, in regards to Matt's like religious stuff. I feel like that's always the thing with Matt. He's always grappling with his faith. Uh. But it's always good to revisit it, and like it's good when a good writer kn- kind of knows what he's doing and can provoke thought into people. We just know knew the, like the intricacies of fucking agnosticism just out of reading two pages out of this. I feel like Daredevil is one of the series where like um, and this is also the reason why I enjoy this series is because there's a lot of things that changed in the Marvel landscape, and Daredevil's like a lot of things that happened on the outside has affected this comic. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a a Mm, I want to say like a measuring stick of sorts to kind of let you know like, hey, these things are like these changes that happen are taking place and they have effects in people's series. And then, you know, like Wilson Fish becoming the mayor of New York City, which was like one of Daredevil's main enemies. I love how that has an effect on the series, mm-hmm. how it even put Daredevil out of, you know, business, essentially. You Pretty know, much. That's what started to tailspin and then him getting his ass beat, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But uh, yeah, pick it up if you haven't. It's not too late. This issue, this run is like just getting started, so go do it. A lot of great comics today, but Brian Boss hit the randomizer real hard. Samurai 8. Oh, <laughs> Samurai 8, Chapter 13. I saw a hero. Last we left off, uh, Hachimaru nutted up and uh, started to uh, launch the counterattack on Ata. But uh, it wasn't enough. He uh, Ata, Ata comments, he's like, man, you got balls, dude. You got even more balls than the dude who had a full god on his side. Yeah, I'm glad that he <laughs> felt the same way we did. That's exactly what we said. Yeah. Um, wow. But, you know. Usama style. It sucks because, like, up for all the courage that he has, he lacks strength and technique because he is very new to the samurai stuff. Um, but uh, Ata's about to end his life, but then he uh, Hachimaru calls Hayataro, and they do this coordinated fucking move where Hayataro like moves his jet propeller through Hachimaru's arm and uses it to create a distance between them. Yeah, he kind of like hits him really hard away, you know. Yeah. Doesn't really slice him in half or nothing, but Yeah, it just like gives him distance him. And yeah, yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Um 
Yeah, then I was just like, you were never meant to exist. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> this is a hard opener, man. <laughs> there should have been only seven keys. You are superfluous. Stop mucking everything up, you know? Stop mucking everything up. And that's when Daruma shows up and uh, blocks uh, Ata's attack. Yeah, with his uh, spirit sword. Yeah. Yeah, his, his recovery mode is finished. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah uh, he basically is just like, Hachimaru, good job. You really held it down. Uh, but uh, he says, I f- you found it, Hachimaru. Within you, I saw a hero. Cool moment. Uh, but Daruma's like, I'm going to finish this now. It's going to be cool. Daruma puts away his soul sword, picks up a little toothpick, and then he jumps up into the sky. And Ata's like, fucking scared when he picks up this toothpick (laughs) (laughs) he just like dashes up into the sky trying to escape Dharma and Dharma puts his entire energy shit into this toothpick and creates a giant fang spirit thing that destroys Ata's entire body yeah he says I won't stand I will not stand to be mocked this way (laughs) yeah and uh you know what he did he stood to be mocked that way uh Uh, he gets uh, he gets devoured, and uh, it took all of Dharma's power to do that. So he's like all skinny now. Yeah, right. That's funny. Yeah, he's, he's all worn out. Yeah, he's. I always look like a wet cat after doing this technique. Just ignore it. Um, now that the action's all de- settled down and Nata is seemingly defeated, uh, they go to Hachimario, who is on life support. Uh, it's it, it's keeping him alive for now, but it's probably not going to be enough to save him. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. But meanwhile, there's this uh, big uh, hologram of Ata comes up. The real Ata. Oh, God. I can't believe <laughs> this God Samurai thing was defeated by a fucking clone. It wasn't even the real Ata. Yeah, the guy, the <laughs> defender of the fucking planet. Yeah. Right? The, the whole old, planet. Yeah, literal, yeah. the best Samurai in this planet. In the whole region. Got wrecked. Easy. By just one a guy, clone, a not even the real clone, guy. bro. Yeah. But yeah, basically, he's just like um, they they reveal that Hachimaro used to be a scientist for the Ususama style and the man in charge of the Spare Key Project. Um, basically, these th- this project was meant to create artificial keys to you know open that box that they keep mentioning every now and then. The lockables. Mm-hmm. The the ultimate like Mio's thing that got oh, yeah, yeah, got yeah. Thing The super lockable. And the chapter ends with the most devastating revelation of all. Hachimaru is d- is one of these things, but he seems to be a defective version because there's a bunch of Hachimaros with black hair that show up. <gasps> oh, yeah, fake dun, key dun, guys. Dun. That's why he's all like. Yeah, and, and okay. one of them pops up. He's like, "So you're Hachikaku, our brother." Da, da, da. Yeah, I don't know how to take this, but I guess we'll see. I mean, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, we'll see. I mean, you know, when's Nananashi coming back? Though? It's <laughs> it's a good chapter overall, but I'm like also not overwhelmed by this uh, by this twist. How many of them are there? One, There's two, seven. three, four, five, six, seven. Because oh, Hachimaru's yeah, the yeah, eighth, yeah. and he's the eighth. Okay, yeah, they all have different symbols. Kind of corny that they look alike, but what else? Yeah. Oh, they're all numbered. The little yeah, things peep, in them. I just peeped that now, actually. Yeah, they're all, they look exactly like Hachimaru. Yeah, you know what? After seeing that slight detail, I think that makes Hachimaru the uh, best issue of the week. What? <laughs> Why? Thank you, Brian. Um, <laughs> no, I just wanted. 
be sarcastic. Just <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing else to say for myself. Well, yeah, that was Hachimaru. Um, it was good. It was a cool ending to the fight. It was good to see Dharma do some gangster shit. I suppose. It was cool. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the yeah, get off me slash was pretty lit. Get um, off me. I just want to say this that Hachimaru does have combat skill. He's all right. The way he fights is based on his like video game style of fighting. Like he has kind of general knowledge of understanding. Like you know, fighting is all about kind of spacing. So he's not a complete. No, no, novice. he's not a noob. You know, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. He's, he knows. He's made it this far against Ata, which is says something. He's kind of od, but yeah. So. I mean, anyway, that was uh, Brian Boss. Randomize me. Batman. Oh, yeah. Batman. Number fucking. City of B. 76. Banehead N.E. What? <laughs> Banehead N.E. B. Banehead N.E. Uh, I like the little head. I like how it's, a, it's instead of an A, it's, a, it's the Bane's face. It's cool. We open on a full page spread of Catwoman in Paris. Uh, she's gonna rob something. That, yeah. That's what the whole thing is. Meanwhile, in Gotham, Captain Adam has uh, has arrived in Gotham. And, oh um, boy! <laughs> and uh, he reveals that there's no superheroes supposed to be allowed in Gotham's, but he's there anyway because he's got orders. And um, from who? Oh, the president. Yeah, because he's a he's a fucking military tool. <laughs> he sucks. Um, Gotham girl is just beats the shit out of Captain Adam, uh, which. For his powers, it sucks because Captain Adam has, is a cool concept of an, he's li, he's a living nuke, he's mad strong, but he's also a huge tool. So he's, let's let's go like this: ha 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 ha, young lady, do you know who I am? Get punched in your mouth. That's the next thing that happened. Crack. She, yeah, and then you know you know how Tom King gets down. He kind of goes to the next thing that's happening. Yeah, Batman's just around yeah. murdering villains left and right. I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and say in the future, like he's he's getting washed. It's not a fight. Yeah, yeah, he, it's he's easily dispatched by Gotham Girl. Yeah, yeah. Um, We're gonna get back to that, but just gonna Thomas Wayne is that. dispatching villains left and right, but they are saved by Kite Man. It's it's Scarecrow, Tweedledee, and Tweedledum. But Tweedle, one of the Tweedles, is destroyed. Or killed or whatever, dispatched. Oh, shot. <laughs> yeah, shot. Hurt a lot. Hurt uh, really bad. Scarecrow and the other Tweedle jump out the window, and they're saved by Kite Man. Uh, Scarecrow pulls some fucking grimy shit and just uh, give, gives one of the Tweedles the uh, fear of falling, and he just lets go. <laughs> yeah, because Kite Man makes a complaint about how heavy it is. He says it's too much weight. I didn't plan for this, but he probably could have pulled through, you know? But uh, Crane didn't want to take any risk. Yeah. <laughs> he just said, eh. Yeah, Catwoman is- tosses Captain Adam. Uh, not Catwoman. Ga- Gotham girl tosses Captain Adam outside of Gotham. Oh, my God. It looks like he's, she's about to break his back. Like, she has him, you know, Bane, yeah, Batman Bane over style, his picking head him up. style. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. I don't know if it's like he wasn't trying to fight back. I don't think he had the chance to even make the choice to go hard or not. He just got his... Yeah, Ass He talks to Damien, and Damien, Captain is like, man, <laughs> she, he fucking, she fucking. Yo, fucked his me up, face bro. is mashed up and all that. I don't that. even know how he could get swollen. He's a literal shell of metal. <laughs> yeah, Tom King. <laughs> Tom King's a funny guy. Yeah, Tom King's a savage. <laughs> um, Who are you talking to? Tim Drake or Damien? Damien. Yeah, Damien's like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Uh, <laughs> it's a little bit revealed that Catwoman and Batman are laying low in Paris. Um, 
back at Kite Man's hideout, uh, Thomas Wayne finds him and beats the shit out of them, or I guess like taken in. Um, Tim Drake and Damien have a little conversation about how Gotham Girl will destroy them if they do anything. Uh, and if they're spotted in there, if anybody in the Bat family is spotted, Alfred dies. So they're trying not to get caught. Um, and the issue ends where Go- uh, Thomas Wayne, Batman, and uh, and Gotham Girl are standing on a gargoyle being like, "Do you he- what do you hear, Gotham Girl? And she's like, nothing. <laughs> we, we did everything right. Gotham, yeah. <laughs> Gotham no longer has crime. <laughs> oh, my God. This is so great. Yeah, because it's true. They they holding it down. I mean, they did it. (laughs) You may not. They're not wrong. You may not like the way they did it, but they fucking did it. (laughs) But with that being said, Brian Boss. One Piece. Yeah, One Piece chapter one nine hundred and fifty one. I know we moved on from Batman already, but I just want to let it be known: like Gotham Girl is a beast. Yeah, um, she's a beast. Like her brother, they mention it in the comic that her brother watched the fucking Justice League, and I have to be reminded of that. Yeah, I forgot actually. about that. Like he really, you know, he just beat him up. Yeah, but he's dead now. So yeah, that's <laughs> that's the level she's at, guys. So him, her beating up Captain Adam made total sense. All right, just just wanted to go there. Okay. Yeah. Um. We open at the. There's a lot of moving around here. This is pretty much a status check chapter. Um, there are uh, Wano and uh, one like the kingdom of Wano has like wanted posters on every single straw hat, essentially. Um, so everybody's just been trying to get by, you know, not be not be a nuisance and be subtle as hell. Um, we realize we learned that uh, Trafalgar Law's crew has been uh, has been released. Hmm. This doesn't mean I anything. wonder why. I'm telling you. I wonder. Well, it's stated. We we cut to a flashback where Law seems to have made some kind of a deal. But you know who else made some kind of a deal? Takeshi Six Nine. <laughs> but you know what? I think Law's gonna feed him false information, dude. I don't think this is what's gonna happen. This is not a snitch. I feel sure. it. Sure. He doesn't go through all this shit just to snitch in the end. We already named the whole podcast the face of a snitch. That's it's just because it was a great there. sentence. It's engraved in stone. <laughs> it's it was, there forever now. It was a great sentence, not a factual one. Uh, just, well, <laughs> you seem to endorse that. I'm telling you, he's not a snitch. Yeah. He, if he feeds him any information, it's false. Sure. Law's got a plan. He, oh, this, yeah. He's the one who drafted Luffy into fighting Kaido. You're fucking bugging, man. Yeah, but his boys was involved. Yeah, he involved his boys. <laughs> he did this so he can get his crew out and he can enact his fucking plan. We're going to see. So when I don't he, trust Beepo. He's a polar bear. Why so the fuck when, would you trust the polar bear? Because he's a fucking mink, dude. They're, they're crazy loyal. Man, listen. They're all loyal to the samurai. Dogstorm is loyal. The entire island of Wano risks life and limb. Polar bears aren't loyal. They'll eat your fish. <laughs> I feel like that's... No, do you know they'll they'll kill each other young? Your bro. Yo, I literally watched a male polar bear hunt and kill down a young one from his mom. Stop being racist. They're not all like that. It was crazy. You're going to judge one? You're going to judge this polar bear off the actions of another fucking polar bear? I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hold up the podcast for that. (laughs) But it it was scary. I'm I'm still putting it out there. He's not a snitch. Um, uh, Frankie is, uh, is around, you know... He he's got a tiger as a motorbike. Frankie could turn anything into a motorbike. Um, we see Just accept it. All of the Straw Hats uh, wanted posters are like in like Japanese painting style, which is a pretty cool touch. Um, uh, 
Usopp, Brooke, and uh, Robin are uh, in between the flower capital and Curry. I think they're just getting into uh, Curry. So um, they're just passing by. They do their goofy faces from when they learned that Luffy <laughs> was defeated in order to get by their wanted posters. Yeah. Uh, and they reunite with Otoko. Um, they uh, Ash- Ashura introduces them to the ships that they'll be using to get into uh, the Fire Island place. Um and they're pretty much waiting for Frankie to fix them up because they're in disrepair. Uh, back in Onigashima. Oh, he's going island. to do more than just fix them. He's going to turn I'm just going to have 12 guns. <laughs> 12 guns. And a laser. Uh, and um, back on Onigashima, um, Big Mom is sitting just... They're feeding her everything uh, so she doesn't just go crazy. Uh, Fair. And here's an interesting thing. Uh, she's... Uh, Big Mom kind of asks uh, King to join uh, join her crew because she, <laughs> there are still three races she doesn't have in her country yet, and King seems to be one of them. I don't know what he is. Yeah, he's got a mask on, so we don't even know, but I wonder it, what he is, too. Is it a mask? Oh, oh, this guy with the... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought he was talking about the Bronchiosaurus guy. Nah, that's Queen. I was like, what is he, a fucking uh, Michelin Man <laughs> jelly donut race? Michelin Man <laughs> jelly donut. <laughs> He's really chubby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, that's when uh, Kaido shows up. Iron Club and everything. And, uh, you know, uh, everybody's just like, oh, my. He's like, oh shit, Kaido's fucking here. They're, are they gonna, is he going to kill her? And she's... Kaido commands his crew to release Big Mom, and uh, her shackles are undone, and they clash. <laughs> and the sky up the and the hat sword. Yeah, and the I, and the clouds split in half in the sky. This has been done before uh, when Shanks and Whitebeard squared off. It's just like a display of the power. Of yeah, the Yonko. The, um, yeah, the four emperors. Yeah, so they can just do this type of shit. Um, but uh, cool little tra- uh, little build up chapters. I wonder what's gonna happen here. I I imagine. Big Mom's not going to be defeated here. I don't think anything of super consequence is going to happen. Yeah, I think she's just going to get away, or maybe her crew gets her out of there. Who knows? But, um, yeah, that has been One Piece. Uh, that's it for that one. Brian, randomize me if there's anything left. I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. Black Clover. Oh, the best for last. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is Black Clover, chapter 215. Cleanly three, the best. Chapter. Three problems. <laughs> That's literally what this chapter is called. And I have... More than three? Yeah. <laughs> First of all, uh, Julius is alive again. Um, and Yami shares my exact sentiments. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yo, I, yeah, I remember reading this and I was like, yes, this is for Christian Espinal. <laughs> Yami's just like, hey, uh, no, you're dead. You were 100% dead. I watched you die. You were in my hand. <laughs> He's like you, t- and he even says like you literally you're cheapening the that moment like that moment meant nothing now. <laughs> it's like you took that character development from. This is me. why I love Yami. <laughs> Julius is just so soft and weepy. You know, he's just he reminds me of Luke. This isn't Julius. This is oh okay, Brian. Can oh, you Vengeance, based I mean, on that's a Julius I based on Vengeance. your knowledge of Black Clover, Julius confronts. Uh, vengeance on what he's done vengeance is the one who has had patry in his body this entire time and has allowed him to do all this shit allowed yeah he let him do this he was aware yeah uh and um what do you think his punishment is for these here's a problem i you read i literally read them while we (laughs) while you guys talk about them so uh 
His punishment is to be bros. <laughs> <laughs> with, with Julius, basically. Ding, right? ding, 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 ding. <laughs> now you for real really, really got to be my friend this time. <laughs> and not betray me. Yeah. And uh, He says, no matter, your, no matter your reasons, the crime of betraying the kingdom is a serious one. Everyone's hurt and possibly dead. Some <laughs> There's definitely people who died. Due to your actions. And I imagine it will take them time to get back on their feet. During that time, I do not intend to let you sit idle. And Yami, again, voicing my thing, is like, are you sure you're not going too easy on him? And Julius is and like... And he has a serious face. He's not joking and being, huh, whatever, Yami. He's like, dude, come on. What? kind of wilded out. That was my friend, too, but whoa. <laughs> this lightning. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, man, that was heavy. That was my, my pure feelings. <laughs> that was, I summoned that with my feelings for this chapter. I understand. Um... But Julius's whole logic is just like, I'm the one who asked William to join the Magic Knights. I am responsible for him. I respect that because it's true, bro. At the end of the day, you cool. you, you let he passed all your checks <laughs> and, and, and balances. All right, cool. Uh, Josh, say. what are Julius's consequences? <laughs> <laughs> that he became a young boy. <laughs> and must rebuild he gets to the do kingdom. life again. <laughs> he, has to, he has to rebuild the kingdom by he get, hand. He gets a one-up for mismanaging an entire country's him military. Him, him and his super bro uh, vengeance is going to just lay brick by brick. No magic, just hand. Yeah, basically, they're and just like... is going to help them, too. They're going to be William, a great big friend trio. Are you, pure, are you in, uh, prepared to endure the backlash of resentment? What? <laughs> I guess that beats jail. Oh, are you prepared <laughs> to get a bunch of dirty looks, but also not really because this is Black Clover and everybody will accept you with open yeah, arms? In a few weeks. In a few Literally, issues. I bet <laughs> if you walked into the door with Asta there, Asta would be like, Vengeance! My best friend! Ooh. <laughs> Nothing you did was that bad. And Vengeance pledges, Ooh, I will be your best friend for real this time. So, yeah. <laughs> this is... Thank you for not looking me up for forever. Thank you for not indicting me on war crimes. Sad. He's fucking crying. Oh, God. This is just a sappy fucking festival right now. But sad. This is where the chapter is. We get a little bo- bit more of explanation as to how Julius was able to pull off his resurrection technique. Uh, man, whatever. Okay, so first of all, he doesn't have his entire grimoire. He only has a one page of it left. Eh. Uh, whatever the fuck that means. Who cares? It's still going to be OP. <laughs> <laughs> he has time magic. Uh, basically, he found an ancient <laughs> store magic storage technology, and he used it to create that little symbol on his forehead. And that's basically the mitotic regeneration. Yes, it's essentially what it is. Just mixed with Miriam's ability. And he's just been storing magic power in there that allowed him to do things over should he ever die. And Asta's just like, wizard king, you're alive. Um, But yeah, basically, he presents his problems. Uh, Now that he's substantially weaker, there's probably other kingdoms that are probably going to come for their heads now. Uh, So... I would mm-hmm. just lie and be like, you know, all those owls that attacked us, we made friends with them. Yeah. You want to be friends with us? Friendship <laughs> secret bomb. So don't fuck with us or be our friends. What's <laughs> it going to be? Yeah. And uh, moreover, Asta will die. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. 
wow, I'm really in suspense. I'm, I really think Asta's going to die. You know, that's the only reason why, like, I, I wanted to go so hard and say, oh, I bet you enjoy this, right? But I know you don't believe it, and I don't believe it at all. I read it, and it was just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I guess. <laughs> wow. The I mean, guy he who, might die, but whatever. The guy who's received no L's this entire season is just going to die? Is he going to take the <laughs> ultimate L? Yeah, no. Nah, come on. But that was Black Clover. Oh, God. Is that it? Is that all? We got one more? Okay. Well, that was it, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, uh, plurgs, you can find me at the Chris Espinall, Joshua Cole at JD Cole underscore 37, uh, Brian Boss at Saucy Brian Bossy whenever he comes back to the social media and to cook for us because sometimes I watch that shit. Pretty please. Uh, <laughs> Uh, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram as well at New Jump City. Uh, email us at newjumpcity.com, uh, newjumpcitypod at gmail.com. Uh, and please do if you're out there and you're listening because we have no manga next week. It is. Oh, uh, what? Golden Week or something like I, that? I think so, actually. <laughs> uh, so. We'll need a. Th- we'll figure out something to do if you don't. But please do if you guys want to hear us talk about a particular thing. We have a ton of things that we can read in it in preparation. Uh, or hit us up on the social medias. You know where to find us. Uh, review us on iTunes, guys. Give us those stars. We need them. We love them. Uh, feedback, all that stuff. It's very. Uh, it's very appreciated. Uh, anything else? Spotify. Find us on that. YouTube. Find us on that. Yeah, and there's gonna be no manga next week. I know, man. It sucks. Ah. Um, but uh, yeah, and share us to your friends if you like us. Let's get a dumb little nerd community together. Um, Maybe we'll 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 spend uh, more time talking about the uh, the intricacies of atheism and plastics <laughs> and theism, and we'll get into that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be big ideas podcast. Yeah, super political too. Why not? Hell yeah. Uh, but anyway, that was the show. Uh, stay safe, New Jump citizens. Peace out. DM sent a couple eyes, I ain't really sending no hearts though. God. Hit her from the back one time, then call. That's a hit and run, bitch. Call Geico. 21. Six carrots hanging out my motherfucking earlobe, shining like the glove on Michael. Jackson. Got a couple hits, but he ain't right though. Richard Mill cost me a Rory. And what? I don't play, boy, I'm not.